Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Nikoba. What's up? Before we begin, let me remind our listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts, listen to the podcast, and finally, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. There you get more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. We have two new patrons this nice. week, oh, right on. Darla and Lisa. So thank, thank you, you Darla Lisa. and Lisa, for signing awesome. up. But again, I don't know what is going on because I message everybody once they sign up, where can I send your shirt to you, you know, or whatever. And no one's been responding to my messages. So I don't know what's going on. So mm. Darla and Lisa, it, no, it's through the Patreon um. site. So I don't uh, know if maybe people are not checking the Patreon Darla, messages. If Lisa, right? Lisa, yep. Darla, Lisa, if you're not getting uh, messages from him, I don't know. Messages Let us know. You call, uh, email me at highsessions at yahoo.com <laughs> and we'll get that taken care of. Because I want to get everyone their swag, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. So, pay that money. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, I'd like to thank Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. Uh, you can call Kevin Yokomura. Dang, I still do that. This very day, He's, they've been Sorry, for like a year, and I still say Okamura. Eight zero eight seven two two eight six eight five for a free estimate, or you can go to kupukupulandscaping.com. Of course, thank you to Fort Ruger Market. Just ate there yesterday. Rugerlicious Poke Bowl. What can I say? Mm. <laughs> and you can find Devin at Kumu ninety four point seven FM. You can go to highlifeclothing.com to find Kyle. Are you guys doing okay? Yeah. All right. I went and saw the store actually today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. You, you went like to what? It? It's cool. I mean, I didn't get to go in the store, but I went, hey, look, the store. And I had to leave. <laughs> Next time, go inside to look. I, I wanted to, but I, I didn't have time. Okay. Uh, I, I will do so. Now that I know exactly where it is, you eating I will downstairs? Go. No, no. Oh. Right. I don't right. want to get in trouble for eating before I got here. <laughs> yeah. So I, see. I don't eat. You wouldn't get into trouble. We just make fun of you. We know he ate before he came. I did not eat. Was that the Yokocho place he ate? No, I did not. Okay. Anyway. All right. Anyway. So oh. our guest today is Zachary Lum. Woo-hoo! Zach is a musician and one third of the award winning group Grinning. Ho. Ho. Winning. Sorry. Winning. Not grinning. Although you do. A we lot can of grin. He does smile. Yeah. yeah. You do a lot of grinning when you play. Here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen them play a bunch of times. <laughs> They're excellent, and they do a lot of grinning. Yeah. But. What uh, prompted me to have Zach come in is he's been working with a new nonprofit and uh, it's super interesting, super good stuff. And I wanted to talk about that. Um, so I'm looking at the webpage now, Kahuli Leo Lea. And um, so we'll talk about that. But, sure. uh, but first of all, how, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Pandemic was was okay. We were talking about that over lunch a little bit. Well, he had a baby over the COVID, so yeah, <laughs> it's going <that's>, well. <laughs> yeah, me and my wife are a little bit... Um, traumatized as i'm sure (laughs) many new parents are who had a baby during the pandemic but yeah my son uh, was born in august 2020 so think about where you were i do have to say though it must have been uh very stressful during the birth period but after that i mean most people are stressed out because they're like i only got a few days before i got to go back to work but you probably had a good amount of time to kind of sit and 
be a dad. It was it was nice to like really have a really good reason to stay home <laughs> and not not go out. The only hard part too though was that uh, my wife's from Maui. Half of my son's ah. family's from Maui. Mm. He went on his first flight at one month years old. Wow. One month old, one month years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, one month years. <clears throat> so okay, so so you you've been doing all that, but have you guys been playing a lot or you know, during the pandemic like there there are and i'm sure this is the case with so many other people too like of course there was all of the hardship that came with it but there were also these like silver lining opportunity opportunities that kind of came about and i think for us um a lot of that was just like something like this podcast right like creating virtual spaces to mm-hmm. have music or to uh, to create um things that we think are important so you know as far as music like I think for Keoho, see, I, I can't even remember. I think it was 2000, I think it was 2021. We went into the studio and recorded because um, what else we was doing. <laughs> sure. And then we didn't release it till a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like this weird space where like, yeah, let's create stuff. And yeah, let's sit on it a little while. And no pressure to really, um, I guess we, we didn't feel too much pressure to like, oh, we got to be producing, we got to be doing this. It, it really, we really took it in stride. Yeah, time nice. to fine tune and stuff yeah, too. Yeah, it was, was nice to just kind of like, yeah, sit back a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Is it weird to listen to the music now that you've released it and go, huh, wow. Oh, totally. Like that's, and that's the process for like every one of the albums that we've mm. done, like whether it's Keoho or others, it's like, I take some time to like not listen to it because during mm. the whole mixing and all of that producing yeah, stuff, yeah. right? It's like, oh, I hear all the this and the that. Um, but you know, months later, you listen to it, it's like, yeah, that's that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad at <laughs> all. Where did you guys record at? We re- we usually record with Michael Grande. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah. So their their new studio is at um, in Kapalama, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you, you I did there, right? Well, I just went there for the first time this past week. Nice. It's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah it's I great. was. I was super surprised yeah. compared to compared to where they were recording before. Yeah, it was yeah. like a palace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you know it's got a lot of parking and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's, it's, there's it's a, a chur- church upstairs, mm-hmm. so Sundays are are you know a little busy over there. But other than that, <laughs> but other than that, like there's a lot of yeah, a lot of parking, a lot of space, and I thought it was great. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the relational was there. Like, there's oh. a church upstairs, and we feel. <laughs> I don't know. Good with God every time we go in the There's a crematorium next door. So I don't know, I don't know if there's a connection there. <laughs> if the take sucks, you just take it and chuck them in the Ah, that's great. Yeah, you know, you're a Kamehameha school grad, right? Yep. I feel what like year? Try guess, try guess. I'd say like... So obviously, way after the 2000s. Oh, that's nice. Uh, well, I know a little bit more because I've... I, we filmed them, so I think <laughs> it's, okay, t- 20, 2011? Yeah, it was 2010. Yeah, okay. I'll take the 15, though. So. Yeah. 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 You look why? Young. Why are you me older? <laughs> what are you? No, 2010. 2010? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ah, 2010. We're like starting this podcast in 2010, feels like. <laughs> That's how young he is. I know, it's crazy. But um, I, I feel like uh, you guys have been really... So um, Hawaiian culture and... And those who have been trying to promote it have really been on the forefront of some of these technological advances too, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think like, you know, our our very humble contribution to that is trying to just figure out how do we create like really cool content beyond music, right? Like events, films, that kind of stuff and make it tell a story and make it, you know, 
blow it up in a way where it's not just music for music's sake or entertainment for entertainment's sake. It's really entertainment and more. Right. Mm. So, so explain a little bit about about Kahuli Leole uh, a little bit, and um, I, I know you have. The, I'm, I'm not going to read the mission and stuff. I'll let you talk about it. But I, I like this talk about Mele versus Hawaiian music. Oh, okay. Because, you know, because I grew up, uh, you know, v- very close to Dennis Kamakahi. Yeah. And he wrote Mele. You know, like he wrote yep. songs, and these songs all had stories. And and so I, I like this. I like what where your head is at with, with this. So 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 talk talk a little bit about it. I think, um, you know, it's cool because I, I love talking about this and, and this is actually like part of what I'm writing for. I, I'm in a PhD program. So like where my dissertation is going to be a, a lot about like trying to define what Mele is and trying to define Hawaii music, et cetera, et cetera. But the more I talk about it, the more I write about it, the more I realize like the definition is the trap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a, it's like as soon as you say it's this and only this and nothing but that is wrong. You know, so so the way that I start to like try and articulate stuff now is like it's this area, you know, and it's and it there's no edges. It just kind of like fades into whatever the next area is. Right. So I guess for me, like the difference between Mele and Hawaiian music is that Mele has this Hawaiian language perspective. Right. Um, Hawaiian music is more like auditory, more audible. It's about the audible experience. But when you apply mele, whether it is Olala Hawaii based or it's just um, adopting the values that the Olala Hawaii lyrics uh, provide, then mele is about um, telling, saying one word and, and meaning three. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like being able to tell you something. And if you're privy to it and if you know how to read it, then you know I'm talking about something else too, right? Mm. And that's that's super like common in how everybody, you know, it's it's humor, it's the way we communicate, not just um, in Hawaiian, but just you know, local people do that, right? Mm-hmm. The references, like the the sly jokes, like you say one thing, you mean another thing. But the whole system of composition for Mele in Hawaiian language is based off of that. So it's like a capsule, right? Like you take this pill and you're gonna get all of this information. Mm. And then now I get to deliver it not as like this paper or this letter. It's a nice song. Mm. So I guess for us, Kahuli Lela is the opportunity to really pull apart the value of that. Because imagine if we can, and we do already, imagine if there was a critical mass of people who had literacy in something like Mele or in something like um, that kind of stratified communication. Now we can... Now we can share stories at multiple levels when I just sing a song or when we, when you just see a video or when you watch a concert. You know what mm. I mean? Like being able to promote that as a way to uh, as a knowledge system, really. Mm. That's that's really what we're we're trying to do. Mele is a tool. Well, and I think you talk about this on the website, but, you know, Mele was the way that, you know, stories were communicated over generations. Right. Yeah. In the past. So you're just trying to perpetuate some of that. And totally. And, you know, there's this big um, there was and still is this big movement toward trying to digitize all of these um, Hawaiian language newspapers. Right. Biggest written archive in the Pacific. Right. Mm. And a lot of that is Mele. Right. Mm. So you think about like, okay, cool. Written archive. What happened before that? That's all. The entire written archive is based on what was passed down orally. Mm. Mm. So the question that this begs ends up being. Because we're so reliant on um, what we know from a written perspective, can we imagine a world where we didn't write and we didn't read? But knowledge, what we knew, what we thought, what we told our kids, 
was only oral. Mm. How how would we know things differently, you know? Mm. And it's the proof is in the biggest the proof is in the newspaper. The proof is in the fact that we have the largest written archive, right? Because that's all knowledge that was wasn't written down at one point. You know what I mean? Mm. So it it some some opponents could say, nah, these they can't we can't remember this, you know, million line chant of this and this and that. Well, how do how how do you explain the fact that we have it written down now though? You know? So we're also looking at melee from the perspective of like, oh, this is a skill that we perhaps have been atrophied in us. And maybe we got we can bring that back too because it changes how we know stuff. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. This guy's really deep, really fast. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to go there. That's <laughs> no, that's why I, okay. I had to like preface. Oh, like I've been thinking about this from a dissertation perspective. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like... Anyway, back up to the surface. <laughs> <laughs> that was, but it's but it's really I mean it's fascinating because I think when people, um, you know, you go to a hula show or you listen to somebody play Hawaiian music, right? And I, as soon as you said the different meaning thing, I I remembered you know when you're a kid and you're listening to a song like Noho Pai Pai, which is you know about a rocking chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really about a rocking yeah. chair. Right. It's about something else. Right. And you go, huh? And I think. That was one of the first times that I'd heard that. Yeah. And then um, um, other friends who are in Hawaiian music are like, oh, no, bro. Every song is about sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, it, yep. or it has some sort of is reference that, Is that to the it. definition like kauna too? I think, yeah. And, and, and you, you're funny because I, I intentionally tried to dodge that term <laughs> because I think there's different understanding of what kauna yeah, is and what yeah, it can be. Yeah, what is be. the difference? I don't know, to be honest, because I think there are different, like, some people say it's this and some people say, well, it's kind of that, but it's also this. But I think for me, it's more about like there's hidden meaning and then there's meaning that I didn't mean to say, but you made up because you heard the song. Oh. I don't know if that's Kauna, but you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, I, I guess my point is like because Melea is the way it is and because Olala Hawaii works the way it works, when I say something, you might interpret it different, but it doesn't invalidate what you think it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because this song make you think about your loved one or whatever, well, that's not why I wrote it. But yeah. that doesn't invalidate the fact that you feel that way because of the melody. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's open to interpretation, which is yeah. very important, yeah. I think, right? As far as sharing uh, the music that you're making. That's yeah. really cool, man. That's a, that's a neat... Uh, uh, sorry, the other, the other song that I thought of, and it was only because we we're in the concert, is uh, when Kelly was playing... I forget who... We were at the, uh, the Blaisdell. And it's just him playing guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, I wrote this song, Ipo Le Momi, and we went, oh, yeah, I know that song. And he goes, let me tell you what the song is about. He explains the song. You go, oh, my God. And now every time I hear somebody dance to that song, sing that song, I'm yeah. like, I know what that song is about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You know, and, and all you think while you're listening to it is, oh, what a jaunty little tune about a black pearl. And, and then... Once he explains it, it becomes a completely different song. Yep. And you go, wow. Yep. And music has the ability to do that. So when you folks write now, uh, or have you always tried to write with that in mind? Or does something come in and you go, okay, we're going to write them like this, but you know, maybe all these different layers are in here. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting question because I think like we made, in majority, we compose in Hawaiian. And like, I'm not, I'll be the first one to say like, I'm still learning how that works because mm -hmm. there's, I mean, <clears throat> you go look at more older mele, I have no idea what they're talking about. Like that, <laughs> that language is like whole archaic and just like, 
I don't know what it's being said. Like, you know what I mean? It's, well, is it the is it the combination of the words or? It's just, yeah, I, I, yeah. And it's um, at the face value, you can understand, oh, yeah, that word means this, that word means this. But what the heck are they talking about? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, how can you read it beyond just the surface? Yeah. Like, even Lili Okalani songs like that sometimes, right? Would some stuff be just... <coughs> passed down incorrectly though that's why the, the words would be switched or changed some, and then does it make sense from there too sometimes I, I think that's sometimes the case but I think that's also like the point that I'm trying to make too is that <clears throat> just because it's incorrect more so incorrect is just a matter of how far it is from the intent the intention of the hakumele of the composer right mm. oh is it just because i sang the song and i meant to write it about so and so and it makes you think about so and so somebody else yeah doesn't make you wrong mm-hmm. right mm. yeah. doesn't make you wrong it no. just no. makes it different so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so my my whole goal part of it is to kind of figure <clears throat> out like ah let's smash the whole right and wrong thing mm-hmm. and just figure out like no this is what the composer wanted this is what its value is to you both of these have value, right? Mm-hmm. And we cannot shut that down because once we shut that down, we're actually negating mele as a process of communication. relationship, yeah, yeah. communication, mm. knowledge, sharing knowledge, right? Because no, that's wrong. You wrong. That's not that's not right because I, I didn't write it that way, right? Mm-hmm. You shut down the whole system of being able to communicate with each other. Okay. Can yeah, I wait, wait, can, oh, can oh. I just yeah, for just a second? Yeah. You have to you have to I apologize. What? But I, I like have obsessive compulsive disorder. And that chair is making noise. Oh, do you hear it? Okay, I can I'm gonna hear just, it. I'm gonna just can, I, can I switch with you? You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. real fast. Yeah. Yeah, heard, you can ask your question. I heard him too, but you I want to take a break? Pause it? No, 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 no. It'll be no, real no. fast. This, we we can this, watch this happen now. I know. I get live. to watch it yeah. happen live. Well, it may, we may cut it out because when I ask my question, it may become a whole thing. Because I, I realize my question may be a little controversial, and so we're probably going to have to cut it out. Oh, okay. All because right. <laughs> you touched on you touched on something that I that I find very fascinating yeah. in that by now we all have people in our lives who are thank you uh, who are m- I, I would say in certain ways feel more connected or are more connected mm. to the the thing that makes them Hawaiian which I which I think is very important. There's a the renaissance that has happened I think is really important. M- my question is more regarding those of us who you know don't have any uh don't have any blood we're not right we we love this place we like we love being here yep. we love the culture all of that stuff but i'll be the first one to say i worked at a i worked at a hawaiian station mm-hmm. for 10 years yeah i had to learn how to say these words yeah correctly yep. however however i am so nervous now to say anything hawaiian yeah i cannot even say how to people mm. on facebook because i'm scared if i spell them wrong my <laughs> friend will come out and come at me yeah. and the thing about it is right and uh, so when you say stuff like if you if you feel like this is the only right way and this is all wrong then you're gonna cause this story yeah it's like a separation because i i'm i'm afraid to tell my friends words in hawaiian because i don't want to get it wrong and have them go eh. yeah right and i go yeah but that that was it. and then i meet pokea nogomaya mm-hmm. and everybody from that generation and they go i don't care you say i'm wrong you say i'm wrong that's okay we're going to teach you how to say i'm right we're going to love you so much that you're going to want to get it right yeah and then we won't have to worry about it Right? And that's the part that I sometimes worry about is getting missed as we go farther down this road of understanding more about Hawaiian culture in that 
there's almost a separation between them and us. And I'm like, no, but the the kupuna that I remember said, I don't care, everybody come in the pool. We're, you Japanese? Yeah, yeah, we know you Japanese. We know you don't have Hawaiian, but it's okay. We can teach you yeah. what it's about. Yeah. So sorry, that was a very long question. But I, I, I wanted to kind of know what you felt about that. Because, okay, so what you're articulating is something that we talk about a lot at... at so I'm... Um, I'm doing indigenous politics, mm-hmm. um, and and that's something that we talk about a lot because there's there's this indigenous perspective, there's this what they call settler perspective, where it's like you you're not you didn't not that you weren't born here, but eventually your ties take you away from this this land, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there are these these things that people point out about either of these groups and and other groups as well, but I so appreciate what you're saying because I think. Um, perhaps the the difficulty that you're articulating as far as like oh no like you're scared to say it wrong because you're going to get bashed right from from my perspective that is a the being bashed part is part of uh the trauma that hawaiians native hawaiians in general have been subject to Mm. for for generations right you cannot speak hawaiian yeah Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's beyond just not being able to speak hawaiian it's the fact that Somebody else took this these opportunities to to be who they are, and now that they're now that Hawaiians have all of these wonderful opportunities to reclaim, the 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 motion is this. It's mm. not here you go. It's this because we got to make sure it's ours because I didn't have it a few generations yeah, ago, right? No. So the mm. pendulum swings that way, ah. and then the pendulum swings the other way eventually, right? Mm. Yeah. But I guess for me, it's like I'm always trying to like get the pendulum to stop swinging and figure out what. How can we just be Native Hawaiian? Like how when you go to Japan, it there are no hang-ups about being Japanese. You're Japanese. Like that yeah, that's right, it, right? right? Yeah. But when you're in Hawaii, that yeah, Native Hawaiian is being it's a big deal to be Native Hawaiian because it wasn't a big deal before. Mm. Because it was being suppressed at one time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, you let the pendulum swing back and forth, then there's this, I guess collateral damage that happens right where it's like oh no i want to learn it's like no it's not for you Mm. and you know to be fair sometimes yeah maybe maybe certain knowledges is not for everybody that's fine Mm -hmm. but that's not that that doesn't give the the green light for somebody to be the the hawaiian language police on facebook yeah right Mm. right you know i i have hawaiian language police that are close friends of mine they're actually kumuan like you probably know who they are yeah and (laughs) (laughs) names but i always look to them for guidance yeah and if if they see a mistake that i make on a t-shirt or what they'll call me yeah and i say hey, you forgot an okina or a kako and i'm like oh thank you but it yeah. doesn't come from a scolding perspective yeah. because i think they know my intent yeah. is not to yeah be disrespectful yep so i, I always look look to them for guidance mm. in this mm. in that kind of situation because they know i'm not hawaiian but yep. in certain instances i have to use a word or anything like that i want to make sure that it's the right word you know? yeah and i think we've we've all become pretty like not just native hawaiians like everyone in hawaii has become pretty hypersensitive to making sure that hawaiian language is portrayed correctly yeah right like mm. even up to the state government right like the whole making sure that everything in english is also presented uh, appropriately in Hawaiian language too, right? Because it's two official languages. So in this environment of hypersensitivity, I think it's also important for us to be able to, what's the word? 
enjoy right like mm. we're always so like mm-hmm. oh god like don't you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but at what point can we actually just let down those bears a little bit and celebrate each other right mm-hmm. and i think yeah. that's where the melee part actually comes in because yes this is hawaiian language are you singing the right words yes or yeah or are you pronouncing it the way that i th- that way that i think you should yeah but but is the music good and if the answer is yes, there's still value there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's still something happening. Maybe the language people are be like, uh, that that doesn't discount the value of what's happening. Yeah. But somebody was showing me, a, in fact, somebody was showing me a book, uh, a really old book mm. uh, that somebody had had written, and it was all in Hawaiian. Mm. <laughs> and she was like, do you see a kahako or an okina in here yeah. anywhere? And I'm like, no. She goes, that's because... It didn't come out until after. Yep. And all of a sudden, everybody's into kahakos and okinas and everything. Yep. And she goes, you read this. You got to know where the kahakos and the okinas mm. go. You, uh. It's not going to tell you. And and in the Hawaiian language, you can say the same word two different ways. And they mean two different things depending on how you say it, right? Yep. So it's it's more a, a function of context and understanding. It was added for educational purposes. Yeah. 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 I, I'll give you a good example. You know the Olelo no Eau book? Mm-hmm. Um the Olelo no Eau in that book was um, compiled um, in part by Mary Kavana Pukui, right? Matriarch of Hawaiian, of Hawaiian yeah. language, basically, right? Her orthography doesn't match today's. Really? Mm. Yeah. The way she spells certain stuff, no match to what we do today. Hmm. So so it's good to... When you, when you say it spells certain stuff, <clears throat> is it the letters or is it the, the, the correct correct um like kako and and okay, critical and marks, both, critical marks. Both. both sometimes sometimes a word today we use it um as two separate words she put them together you know what i mean like so i guess I, and I, that's not to bash american anyway but more so <laughs> is to show that like we're still in a process of trying to figure this out yeah. right? well, well language yeah. is is fluid the right? language evolves exactly. yeah. yeah i mean which is which is actually the best part about it it mm-hmm. means that the language itself is evolving which is the thing that people worried about when you know because latin's a dead language because it never progressed whereas hawaiian there, continues to mm-hmm. yeah there is a certain point where you reach right and wrong though i think yeah like when somebody in the mainland spells pokey the wrong way, it upsets me <laughs> and I'm not even yeah. Hawaiian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But they put, they put like cream cheese inside or what, fruits or whatever. It makes me angry and oh. I'm not even Hawaiian. Who is putting fruit no, in pokey? Oh, no, get by the mainland. They put, yeah, they put like watermelon. Then they put, oh. crazy. Then yeah. put fish inside. They call them yeah. pokey. Yeah. Pokey. Pokey. Yeah. Yeah. With an eye. Yeah. You're like, ooh. ooh. So, I mean, yeah. for, even for me, that's where I draw the line where I get yeah. upset. I'm like, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. But, I don't, but I'm not... It's not in my place to say that. You know what I mean? It's Do not it, mess with Kyle's food, man. <laughs> 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 this guy's a connoisseur over here. <laughs> no watermelon pocket. No, like, to your point, like, there is wrong, but that's because I, I think we really got to, like, take one step back and look at, like, how do we determine what's right and wrong? Hmm. And the wrong is defined by a majority of people saying it's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's still an agreement. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the, so I'm agreeing with you in saying that, yeah, that's wrong because a majority of people would say that that's not freaking okay. You know what I mean? No, but I, I think it's also wrong because if I was to ever start something from a and do mm. something that's not of my culture, but I want to emulate it, I want to do it correctly yeah, in the yeah. beginning with the intent of doing it correctly. Yeah. Not just to go, ah, I'm going to spell them the way everybody says it. Yeah. And make it taste the way somebody would want it. Yeah. Then actually following what the tradition and the culture was and where it came from. Yeah. And respecting it without without mind you're saying to where it comes from yeah right? that's yeah. where it upsets me totally you know? absolutely yeah that's yeah. why it's always fun when john is singing hawaiian music <laughs> why 
Well, I have good intent. Yeah. No, he has no. He has good intent. It's. I mean, it's great. But I remember, you know, um, and I'm joking about you, but uh, like Justin, I know Justin cut oh, cracks, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, Justin Young. He did a. He did an album, and you know, songs on it were Hawaiian, and people were like, "What you doing?" And they get they got really yeah. angry at him. And I don't understand why. Yeah, like, I, I feel like he I mean has... to the to the point where he didn't want to sing the songs, which yeah. to me is yeah. really sad because brother can sing. Yeah, yeah. Right, and that, that's to what you're saying, right? right? Which is the the melee. If the melee is beautiful for you and means something to you, then and he's singing it correctly. He's just a tall Chinese. <laughs> what, holy why? What, what was the issue that he was pronouncing it wrong, or like what? No, uh, it's just that it was him. They've you know, oh. I think they put him in a box when oh. he first started his yeah, his yeah, first yeah. album. He wasn't into that yeah, that yeah, yeah. that that sound. Yeah, and then when he just did it because it's part of him and he yeah. wanted to do it, then. He wasn't accepted, maybe you oh, know, and that's kind of sad. You know? But people, but people got mad, like mad at him to the point, really for real. He, uh, if I remember, John, you can correct me, but he didn't, he didn't want to do the songs live mm. because he was at least not here because he was afraid if he got up there and sang on stage that people would call him a poser or be mad at yeah, him. I guess, it, I guess it's just one of these things. They just saw him as a pop, a pop yeah, kind of guy in a box. And, and then, it was yeah. a yeah. brand thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it was it was weird because it wasn't like he was singing badly. It wasn't yeah. that he was yeah. singing the stuff, the words. Are. In fact, he actually really worked to try to make sure his pronunciation yeah. was correct. I mean, he, you know, because he had to deal with John, and yeah. John is very. Uh, I try my best, you know. Yeah. Like I get I get guys that know what they're doing more than me to kind of listen. And, Am I doing this correctly? Well, you had all the uncles so, helping you out. Yeah, too, yeah, you know, dude, you had right Dennis with you for how long? Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So, so yeah. But yeah, I mean, to me, it's all it's all intent. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. But but I, I can't say anything because I'm not Hawaiian. But that's that's not true. Well. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let him finish. Right. Well, I mean, I like, <laughs> I can say like, hey, man, like I don't think that's a good idea if you're singing it like that or something <laughs> like that. But I I don't like put myself as an authority or anything. That's the part that's hard, I think, because I think we're we're so hypersensitive that we're only gonna mm. listen to who who deems themselves authorities in mm. in Hawaiian language, right? Yeah. But if I say Waikiki and I say Wamanalo, <laughs> you can say that that's pronounced poorly. Yeah. You don't need to be Hawaiian to say that. You I know guess what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so well, I, guess, I, I, yeah. I do do it with the slack key though. Yeah. Because yeah, like people a lot of times they'll they'll play stuff and call it slack key, and I'm like ah. I don't know if that's slacky, you know, like slacky's. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a purist, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I do. There's do the it. the thumb doing yeah. the thing, alternating and bass lines. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you can say, you know, that's your version of, but I don't know if you, you know. But you, but, but I remember you. I mean, you've said it before as well that there's a um, there's a certain level for you, John, where you're like, Right, oh, there's, the there's stuff? some red, not red, not the slacky stuff as much, but like Hawaiian language stuff. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And I mean, and the thing is, like, you took classes. Mm. You know, yeah. uh, you worked with some of the greatest Hawaiian music players that are out there and learned from them. You were, I mean, like, you were on tour with Dennis, sitting in a room with him and a bunch of other, guys, you know, and all these amazing musical artists, and you definitely glean stuff from them. So, for me you have as much right to sing the music as anybody. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Right? <laughs> Not even then. <laughs> but is it, you know, but there's, it, there's a difference to me. Like when I watch YouTube or whatever and you come across somebody in like the Philippines or wherever doesn't, that doesn't sing a, say a lick of English, mm. but yet they'll sing a Mariah Carey song. Yeah, yeah. And even if they're pronouncing certain words wrong, 
I don't get offended because I know that they're coming from a place of good intent. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're trying their best. Yeah. You know, they're not doing it to just like mock or or disrespect anything. Yeah. And I, and what you said, John, intent is the most to me the important yeah. thing. You know. And I think at the same time too, like somebody can have good intent, but it can still be. I'm not going to use the word wrong. It can still be outside of the parameters of what most people think is correct, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right, because it's all it's all just a gray scale. It's not like yeah. here's the line. Mm-hmm. Once you go past, you're wrong. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. that mm-hmm. simple. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you I was watching a video on the on the website about mm-hmm. was this idea of the reuse of language mm-hmm. in melee, and you know how. A lot of people do the same songs, but in Hawaiian culture, that is not looked at as a negative thing. Yeah. So, so elaborate on that a little bit, because yeah. I thought that was interesting. Because yeah, everybody plays Noho Pai Pai <laughs> or um, Wahine Ilike. You know, everyone's yeah. got their oh, own version of that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. but it's not like it's not like uh, covers on the mainland where it's like, right? You know, oh, why are you covering? No that? Mustang like, Sally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, because because it's part of the culture and it, it tells the story about this place right yeah. so so talk about that a little bit i thought that was interesting you know I, it was cool because like when i first started like learning about not just music but like ip like intellectual property and all of that stuff and how the the music industry on the mainland on the continent works right yeah there's this thing called cover songs right and i thought right. like what well, at first i'm like what's that what's mm-hmm. a cover song because all the songs we sing 90 percent of the songs the hawaiian songs we sing i never write Right, 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 right. right, right. Mm. They, they, they're either written way back where we don't know who wrote it, or maybe it was written by this person, given to that person, now that person owns it. Yeah, yeah. Or somebody, I, or I wrote it, or whatever, right? Like, this idea that it was uh, not an exception, but not the norm to sing somebody else's songs in, like, the Western music industry was really weird to me because mm. Hawaiian music is based on the exact opposite of that, right? It's like, how many... The more times Puahihi is sung, right, for a hula or for whatever, it garners value. It's not like, oh, here comes here comes another, you know, knockoff. It, it's it's the opposite of that, especially when it's done well, right? Mm-hmm. So so you mentioned like how, when when folks um, even in the composition process, right, there's a certain phrase that shows up in this melee, and then the more you dig, the more you realize, oh, that verbatim verse. Is in this melee. Oh, and it happens again. And it happens again. And from a Western perspective, one would say, this is infringement, right? Mm-hmm. This is copyright infringement. But it's not. Because from a Hawaiian perspective, what they're building is a network of knowledge. Because when I say, it means that the, you know, the green, misty or shady um, cliffs of the kolau. If I say the, that phrase, everybody <laughs> knows that we're talking about Kaneohe side. Mm. Okay, mm. now I don't need to say kaneohe anymore because now there are all of these mele that that use the term napali haoliuliunakola or the napali haoliuli, whatever, right? The fact that we get to reuse the same um, phrases or words in various mele, it connects the mele. It connects mm-hmm. the experiences that are within, that are embedded within that. It connects the hakumele over generations, right? Because now the olelo becomes the source. Of, of not only community, but just the relationships in general, right? Um, with place, with people, and that's because we share language. 
because it's not like you're stealing. It's like, no, what you said was so good. And it has all of these meanings to me that I'm going to use that same phrase, put it in my melee, because it's not just about the words. It's about everything that it was valued. All the meanings that you already put in here, I'm going to use them there too. It's, it's almost honorific. Hmm. Yeah, mm. yeah. That, what were you laughing at, John? No, I was laughing because in my, my, you know, my brain is so slow with the Hawaiian stuff. So you, should I say that? Again? Napoli hauliuli onakola. So I'm like, okay, this Napoli is multiple. <laughs> now is m- more kola mountains. Okay, I, 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 that's how slow I'm going. And he's like off into the next <laughs> sentence already. So like people go, oh, do you understand Hawaiian? I'm like, yeah, I know. But, uh, you got to give me quite a while, you know, because I got to like word by word figure it out, you know. You know, in our generation, Devin, I, I don't know if I can probably speak for you. Thanks. We never had the opportunity to learn the language. Yeah. Right? And these kids nowadays, and maybe even you, and so they had the opportunity to learn. I learned my language from like singing Capena music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brothers Kaz and Carl Cradle Boys. And then yeah. we would play and sing, and we don't really know the meaning, you know? Yeah. And now these... Now that we have the opportunity to, and these kids now have the opportunity, it, it gives a different perspective to what that song really means and yep. how, how it's interpreted now. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, once you get into the meaning side of it, yeah. that's when things get interesting. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. But now, now I think, you know, okay, was it disrespectful to be singing uh, it wrong when I was a kid because I just used to love listening I mean, even Capena, like Tongan stuff, right? Like, I don't know what that means, but it's just catchy. Yeah, but you're also, I mean, you're a little kid, so there's, I think there's a... No, I wasn't little, I was in high school. That's for them, that's little kid. Because you still, you know I mean? They're looking at you going, there's no way this Japanese boy knows what he's doing. So it's okay, we're going to let him go because he's enjoying the music. And I think also, too, when we were coming up, or when we were growing up, the people that would actually hear us sing that stuff for people like Pokea who would go that's okay don't worry they you know because they know that 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 little piece of something is the thing that can drive you to looking deeper into what right so your appreciation grows yeah like he was saying your appreciation grows instead of shrinks because they tell you baby just go just sing whatever you can sing it's okay if you sing on bad i don't really care because if you start to go oh but that was kind of cool. Well, maybe I'll learn this. Or maybe I'll learn this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so it, yeah. it does a perpetual well, I mean, thing. like... But if they tell you, if they tell you, you cannot sing that song, then you go, oh, shit. No, yeah, it would have been You bummed. close the door. Yeah, you close the door. Out, right? so, yeah. I love Kaviko. Yep. But I never knew what it was. Yeah, yeah. Or what it meant. You yeah. Know, you listen to Kane Fire. You listen to, like, you know, um, Kyle Crater Boy singing. And right. You just automatically learn how to sing it. Yeah. But you don't know what you're singing. Right. Yeah. And now, as I'm older, I want to know, you know, but... I never had the opportunity when I was a kid. So it's know? really cool your story because my story is pretty much the same thing. Like oh, really? I never learned I never grew up speaking Hawaiian language. Like I grew up on the Japanese side of my family, half Japanese, so like all the Japanese grew up Japanese basically. Went to Kamehameha, did not take Hawaiian language. Oh. Mm. I was in like Kanjagli and band and my mom was like, You should take Japanese because you know Japan and da like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it was you know. but, but it, like well, every Japanese parent. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so but then what, what was so junk for me at the time was like, no, I really want to learn Hawaiian because all my mm-hmm. friends are learning Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. And like, I was the one singing a lot of these Hawaiian music, the, the Hawaiian music, and I didn't really like know exactly oh, what was going on. Yeah. But like, I go um, to UH and then I take the placement test, right? Never took Hawaiian, but I placed into 201. Wow. Because of the music. That because I know what no sounds way. wrong. 
Wow. Oh, interesting. So it's the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know the songs, right? And yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't think I should say it like that because I've never heard it like that in a melee before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like melee really became the opportunity for me to to learn language. And then, yeah, I ended up getting like my degree in Hawaiian language for my bachelor's. But then if it wasn't for melee, it, I wouldn't have had the desire to soak it up like a sponge. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's mm-hmm. a, it, you're, you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, an opening point for a lot of people yep. because they hear the music and yep. they go, oh, I want to yep. know more about that. Yeah. But yeah. And that's not to say that Lickens is bad either. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all need Lickens when, once, every once in a while to, to, you know, auntie's coming by and say, yeah. that's not how you sing it, dear. Yeah. I said, yeah. sorry, auntie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's good too. We're right. not unhinged either. Yeah. But they also, but I think when aunties correct you in that way, it, it has a different feel because it's not a it's not a I'm scolding you it's coming from love because yeah, yeah. it is it, yeah. they, they just want you to do better they yeah. want you to sound better and they yeah. want to help you get yeah. to that yeah. point um, when mm-hmm. I was growing up uh, I my parents uh, had Sunday Mano they had mm-hmm. Guava Jam in yeah. the house my mom would play Guava Jam all the time so when you said Kovika I went oh yeah. because I knew the song yeah. Yeah. and then when we moved here uh, when I was like 11 years old my parents left the album so I never heard it again Ooh. And then uh, it came out on CD when I was in college. Yeah. And I bought the CD and I listened to Kavika and I went, hey, I know the words to this song. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and this was before the time where I realized that it was a chant, that, it, you know, there was yep. all this, uh, this culture that steeped into the song. Right. So, you know, you screw them up. It's kind of bad. Yeah. But uh, I, I just sat there going, why? I don't know the words to this song. Why do I know? I don't understand. Like, and I, and again, like you, I had no idea what the words were, but I went, oh, honestly, right on. And, and it, it fosters that interest in the, in the music, like you were saying. I have a weird, stupid question. It's, it's probably not stupid. Every, I don't know. Every podcast I gotta, <laughs> every podcast I gotta ask it's one stupid Kyle. question, right? <laughs> so let's say Kavika, for example, that song, it was in, let, I don't know how old that song is. I would assume it's... Well, a chant is actually... From a chant. Yeah. Monarchial. But during the chant part of it, back in the day, was... Part of the chant. No, man. Was it taken by somebody else? It was Peter Moon. Peter Moon. How did that become accepted? You know, it's cool because, like... I've had conversation with my Como about this, but with Robert about this, because, you know, Sunday Manoa, da-da-da. And oh, wow. I, I think at that point, you know, he was talking about, you know, they they weren't, um, I, I hope I say this the way that he said it to us, is like, their intention was not to create the Renaissance, even though they did, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. They were just having fun, mm. right? So mm. there was this maybe openness to like try th- things that were new, but look at what that resulted in, right? It's like, mm. wow, this is a rock lick with a, a <laughs> yeah. Hawaiian song yeah. about right. Palakoa. Did yeah. they ever yeah. get slack? Did they, they, they oh, yeah, yeah. They, they got blasted for it. He, yeah, he... So, uh, let me put it this way, and I, I love talking about this too, because um, Kahuana Lake Trio, right? Okay. Today, oh, traditional Hawaiian music, yeah? Mm. They got bashed. They mm. got bashed in mm. their time. Gabi Pahinui. Yeah. bashed at, 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 in their time because language or whatever my my kumo them too send them on our brothers casimero like oh, yeah. he would tell us stories about oh yeah like you know they would get comments like oh no you're bebopping the music too much right mm. like so there's always like this cutting edge music that happens to move all of us forward and it's not necessarily always accepted in its time and then in hindsight we look back and say like, oh these are classics yeah. you know what i mean yeah. 
No. So it's this time thing where it's like they're always pushing us forward. Well, I mean, Robert is the most revered person in all yeah, yeah. music. Yeah. And to think that he started, uh, you know, the Sunday Manoa thing where they were getting just, I mean, I, I remember myself when people were saying, you can't listen to that music. That's, that's rock music with, with Hawaiian, with chanting. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yep. What is Right? And you go, oh, oh okay, well, I'm going to listen to this. But imagine the people that didn't take it as I'm going to keep pressing forward with this yeah. and stop because they we're told to stop no. exactly we're missing out on a bunch of stuff that no. could have happened but look at know? the waves that it created over decades because peter moon decided to rockify this you know what i yeah. mean it's like yeah. was it traditional no was it effective yes yeah. i mean even brother nolan with his <laughs> yes oh yeah you know, yep. another rock. great one yeah. yep yep so it's like all of these different kind of the music part the art of the hawaiian music part right pushes us for forward and then as when we start to gain the literacy back of like learning to like read the mele and be be able to figure out what's actually being said, imagine that experience then. You're you're loving this music and then you have an understanding of what it's saying and then it's bringing you reminiscent memories of mm-hmm. like where that came from, yeah. right? So now the music affects you fully, entirely, your entire being. It's not just an audible experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's an experience. Yeah. 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 So so Couple, couple more things. Okay. So to tie that back into what you're doing right now with the melee and the, um, and the web and all the web stuff and all that. So, um, folks may um, may be aware of like melee.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pe- people know that, and you know they were um, very well known for selling Hawaii music CDs and stuff like that. So we're we're working with melee.com and um, planning to turn that into a streaming platform. Okay, so wow. remember pre-pandemic when like never have Disney Plus and never have like okay, <laughs> so like yeah. this opportunity to create an opportunity for streaming for Hawaii-based content creators, musicians, videographers, filmmakers, live event, live streaming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, this wasn't possible three years ago. Mm-hmm. The pandemic made this possible because now there's a market for you to pay fifteen dollars a month and get all of this content on demand whenever you want right so the opportunity then the economic opportunity actually is how come our community our creative industry community can't have our own because Hmm. right now we rely on a more wide system that's not necessarily built to our strengths yeah it's not built to what we can offer and it's actually not built to what we can offer over the rest of the world right Mm. so how do we create a place a virtual space where it's a one-stop shop for anything Hawaii content related, right? Yeah, because you kind of go on iTunes and and get Olamana music. Yep. You know, and stuff like that. Well, when, even when you go to like um, Spotify or whatever, you got to categorize yourself as world. And then. And then, and find, you know, yeah. like mm, sometimes yeah. don't even have Hawaiian. Like yep. you got to put yourself in. Well, the stuff that person. they bring you is like from the 50s and it's really lame. Yeah. And, yeah. Like catchy catchy weird yep. stuff so you, and you go what are you guys gonna stream and start archiving stuff that weren't ever put to mp3 files or any type of stuff like that so the fun thing about this is that like we're not in the business of trying to be like a record label or, mm. or like a, a recording studio or anything like okay. that we're in the business of creating a house an apartment building maybe for other people to put their own content in it mm. ah. so we're not trying to we're not trying to um i guess own anything you know we're just trying to make sure that the house is nice 
to the benefit of the people who own the oh, rights to nice. all of these content. Mm-hmm. And what that relate what that translates to is a substantially more amount of economic opportunity than it than exists otherwise. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. we're just all we're doing as a nonprofit, right? Like nonprofits have to use their money for programmatic purposes. If not, then we lose our nonprofit status with yeah. those particular yeah. funds, right? So as a nonprofit, we're set up to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're set up to take in this money um, take a nominal fee for operating the house, for keeping the house clean, and then everybody else gets to sell their music based on how well they stream, how many views they have. And, and, and sorry, is it all set up yet, or are we building now? We're just in the we're, building process. We're toward the end of the building process. Okay, okay. Yeah. Would, would but it be like a subscription <laughs> service like iTunes, or would it be like... Both, actually. So yeah. we, we there's going to be a free version where folks can just jump in. And, you know, we're, um, we're talking about not just music, right? We're talking about like... Mm podcasts mm. or videos or, or books f- films books would be have to be like um audio audio yeah, yeah, yeah audio books uh but you know that kind of content we're not just talking about music and, and video and, art too i don't know you know that th- th- we've talked about that but i don't know what it would look like in the in a Artist. digital space you know what i mean mm. like what would that how would you consume it from your know, i mean right now it's nfts right but oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so it's that kind of concept though right it's like we just want to create a situation in which folks can put their content here and make money mm. more than they would out elsewhere, yeah. right? Mm. So we're close. We're close to, to finishing. We already started making initial communications with folks that we do know in the creative industry, right? Because ultimately, this is a creative industry kind of um, program, right? That it's to the benefit of those who, who operate within the creative industry. That's yeah. cool, man. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm looking uh, forward to that. I have to ask one last question. That, yeah, sure. Because Kyle said he was going to ask stupid questions, so I'll get my turn. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to be more stupid, though. Uh, I might be. Okay. I might be. Let's try it out. So uh, <laughs> you're talking about the uh, the connective tissue of the melon, right? So, yeah. Uh, phrases and stuff. So, hyena. Yeah. Everybody knows in the Hawaiian song, when you sing hyena, we almost at the end of the song. Yep. It's the last. What is the deal with that? Because when it would always throw me off whenever you hear a song, right? People dancing hula, whatever. And you get hyena. And then all of a sudden, there's one song with no more hyena. Yep. And you go, wait, where's, when does the song end? Yeah. What happens? Yeah. Right? Is, is that what you're talking about in terms of that connective thing? Because I don't know where that came from. But I know that every Hawaiian song, like the... The traditional the Hawaiian songs, yeah. right? That's the phrase. Is it is it specifically invented for hula dancers? So the hula dancers know when we pow? It's it's a phrase that you see so often, right? Haina ia mayana kapuana, right? Yeah. Like like let this let this um, refrain, this puana, this what I'm saying be. Here's the here's the here's the lesson of the story. Here's the moral of the story, <laughs> right. and then usually the following line is, and this is what it is, oh. right? So. That actually starts to come into prominence during the monarchical period. Kalakaua brings back all of this hula, right? He's the merry monarch, right? He brings back all of this hula, and um, there are these what um, I think Amy Stillman calls hula kui. It's a structure. It's a certain kind of song where, mm. and you you know what what it is. It's like you get two lines. There's one verse, two lines. There's a second verse, three lines. Those uh, it's called a strophic um, couplets. That's the the, the term but it's really just verse 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 usually two or four lines the last verse usually always has that hyena yamaina kapuana there are variations like puana something or heakumako there's all of these different like versions but it signals that this is the last ver- this is the last verse and this is the 
this is the the underlying emphasis that I'm trying to say with this okay. with this mallet, right? So yeah, I think it's tied to hula, but it's also just like very specific to a certain type of mallet, hmm. you know, a certain uh, structure of mallet that started in the monarch, uh, at not maybe not started, but became prominent in the monarchial period, Kalakaua's time. And then continues to this day. Hmm. Oh, that was a good question, Devin. Oh, thank you. That wasn't dumb. Well, yeah. how much of, I mean, in your compo- in your compositions, I mean, how much of it do you go, okay, this is a good song for, you know, here's one where we can do this. No, yeah, I think for the most part, because there are variations, right? Like I was saying, like, it's not only hyena, but like there are other common um, lines that happen at the end of the... Uh. So if I'm writing a melee that is in this structure most likely it's going to have one of those lines at the end hmm. because it's about I, i'm going to quote kelly rachel with this it's not about reinventing the wheel right hmm. it's about knowing that this is the wheel and the skill is being able to decorate that wheel in your own unique and beautiful way hmm. the skill is not completely creative start from nothing it's yeah. about wow look at this format look at this template that has been passed down for over mm-hmm. a century at least and the bugger works the so. bugger <laughs> works look how nice i can make mine how you make yours like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. cool yeah nice well i had a question before we get to our final Sorry. question I have, I have one more question so dennis used to always tell me you know you you should write about your time yeah you know because your songs are going to represent your life and when people look back that's they're gonna they have a footprint of of what came before you know yep and i always had a hard time with that because i'm like ah you know my life is so mundane like i'm just i'm not i'm not going out to the forest or whatever like i just drive to work canoe. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. i'm yeah, selling yeah. houses yeah yeah play fortnite yeah. and i can put you're that in, in a melee you know just, you know you're yeah. just traveling the world with pure heart and yeah. so uh, dennis kamakaki <laughs> and stuff you know Cash, so boring but yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah like just what chill you and her both are traveling the world whatever but but like he's able to pick stuff out you know and, and make because even like he wrote a song called nani iopana which is about japan mm-hmm. right but uh, how do you how do you extract some of that in your songwriting? Because you're writing hakumele, right, in in uh, Hawaiian Hawaiian language songs. But I'm assuming you're putting modern twist on it. Yeah, is it relevant to today, or are you looking back at the culture and? No, the, and I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Dennis Kamakai was saying it's like we got to write about us because yeah, there's plenty of songs about what happened before us, and we hope that the people after us gonna write about them too because yeah. really like going back to like mele is the ledger of our history right you can take away written language and we still get our history because mm. our culture provides for that right but i was gonna you, i was laughing because it's like oh it's mundane it's like oh you ever heard hene hene koaka that's true that you ever heard true. kaimana hila <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Bro, these, these are yeah or um kiki anu anu it's all about like just going know. down to it, yeah. Yeah, or it's yeah. like escapades. You know what I mean? And and yeah. it's okay. Yeah, perhaps it's entertaining. Maybe you, you can know? help John write a Hawaiian song about playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I I I wouldn't bash it. I, I think it's there. You yeah. know, there you go. That's your life right there. Yeah. Because I think it's more about like like I said like what Kili Rachel was saying. It's not about like trying to like make something completely new. Mm-hmm. It's about how does this template apply to your life? Mm-hmm. How does this? And then how do you get to uh, beautify that template to apply to what you are I doing like right now? I like that. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is nice. Because that's gonna write a story about his wife giving birth. 
Oh yeah. gosh, and and, and uh, epidurals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our pre and late night feedings. Our pre our pre conversation took a turn that I didn't know we were gonna talk about epidurals. Okay, <laughs> I will not write a song about epidurals. I'll let you guys know right now. I have an idea to switch up the last question. Okay, all right. The music. Okay. Okay. So we usually ask our um, guests the last question. If you had to choose three albums to be on a desert island with, which would it be? <laughs> but instead, we'll, let's do something different. If you have to choose three melees to be on a desert island with, what would it be? And can you play one for us? Okay. Okay. That's so interesting because, like, I wouldn't feel limited. Mm. Okay. I wouldn't feel limited to three, but I, I'll try and pick three. Okay. Because I think that's the whole, you know, like, that's the whole beauty of it, right? It's like, I don't need an iPod or or mm. or a computer to hold these songs, mm -hmm. right? Like, because it's oral, it's just like it's part of your body, yeah. right? Okay, I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to buy time. I know. Yeah, it's like, uh, in the meantime, I think I think Devin has a hard out. Yeah. So sorry. so we'll, we'll let you go. But can you pass us the guitars? Yes. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm gonna miss this. No, no. I'm gonna sing a John Yamasato um, cover. <laughs> there you go. I would never, because I'm too. Too nervous. <laughs> oh, come on. Thanks, uh. Alright. I don't know if these are too nervous. Yeah, I don't even know what Almost. Okay, they're not bad. I don't know, John. What, what? How about just one, then? If you have to bring oh, one. That's, that's worse. even worse, <laughs> no, no, like, give us one. Your favorite one. Maybe the one you first learned. Maybe maybe you're the one you love to play on stage. You know, I think if, if I have to, like, pick um, favorite songs, before they were they were my favorite because um, of how they sounded, but now my favorite songs are because they are attached to certain experiences that mm -hmm. I want to be able to revisit, mm -hmm. right? Because and I think that's what's so nice about being able to perform mele and just being understanding of like what mele's potential is to encapsulate experience. Yeah. So like if I like you know if there's a certain um, memory that I have. If I tie that to a melody, then I can go back. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. by, the, by the way, just for the record, Zach has one of the nicest falsetto voices I've ever heard. I'm, I'm blushing, just not on my face. <laughs> Sorry, I'm almost there. It's okay. Thanks, Al. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'll Thanks, be sir. back. Actually, I'm going to get you on the high Shoot, shoot. Easy. Okay, bro. One song. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sitting in front of you. I'm nervous. Um, okay. By the way, I, I'm just I'm just tagging along. So you just do do any anything that you normally would do at a gig or something. What's an easy Hawaiian song? You know how you're OCD about this, the chair? Yeah. I'm OCD about tuning. Oh. They all want to switch guitars, but that one is just kind of sliding out. No, no. Okay, how about this? <coughs> I think this one I just tuned it recently. Okay. So this is a, this is a song I wrote about... Um, I wasn't there, but you remember Mauna Kea? Mm -hmm. And then they... they they tie themselves to the category. Yeah. So I, I, I wasn't there and I was kind of like, dang, 
that is powerful so i wanted to like make sure that like okay let's let's uh solidify this in a memory let's solidify this in a in a melee so that i can i can still see the images that are attached to what this? these music is Got like a few days after the they did that so when was this 2009 i was gonna say pre-pandemic so it's gotta be 19. yeah it's like, right it wasn't before that or there wasn't that <coughs> before yeah yeah it's pretty, pretty recent yeah yeah okay i hope i remember all the words Oh, no, 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 To jam awesome. with John Yamasato, you guys. Awesome. See, it's like it's like effortless. Yes. I'm glad you think that way. <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's great. Thanks so much. Thank thanks you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for coming on, and thanks everybody for tuning in. Mahalo. Hopefully, we'll see you back when everything is all set up. Please. Okay. Yeah, please. Awesome. Okay. Take care. <laughs>